What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless, the sporadic podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside of my head. But mostly role-playing games, because I think they're pretty jazzy. Yo, what is up? It is no longer RPG day. Uh, I thought maybe I'd take a couple more days off, but last night I had the first session of the brand new... Well, the campaign is not brand new. The campaign is actually pretty old. <laughs> but brand new to my Wednesday group. So we started the Curse of the Crimson Throne Adventure Path from Paizo Publishing for Pathfinder First Edition. And it was really, really fun. I, I, was, I was a little trepidatious about it. Because this was the first game that this group was playing without my friend Woody, who moved away, who got me into the group. Plus first time playing with Woody's replacements plus first time playing in person plus first time meeting these people in person so I was like how is this gonna be I don't know but it it was awesome man it was it was really fun uh, Jay our dungeon master she did a tremendous job uh, it, it it the game flowed really nice there was a lot more a lot more role playing already than there was in the Rise of the Rune Lords game and that was really cool and i think a lot of that goes to playing in person it is in my experience what i have found much easier to role play with other people in the group when you're actually in person as opposed to online with the drag and the delay maybe people have cameras on maybe people don't it's it's just much easier to role play in person uh and yeah it was it was really cool so you know you all know who i'm playing i'm playing skinner uh whose real name named by my friend milo i gave him you know special naming rights <laughs> so skinner whose birth name is Milo Romscared, uh, <laughs> Romscard. He is a half-orc ranger. His friend and um, sort of companion is a catfolk rogue named Penumbra, a.k.a. Penny. And Penny ran into Skinner on the last day Skinner was really really deep into shiver and skinner tried to rob penny and penny kind of stopped him and thwarted the robbery and sort of set skinner on the right path so that was cool we're joined by uh the the new player in the group who's not a new player to pathfinder just new to the group his name is kelsier he is a human sorcerer with the harrow bloodline so it, it's one of the bloodlines I'm not very familiar with, but it's all about, um, you know, the Harrow deck is Pathfinder's version of the Tarot deck. <laughs> I guess Tarot deck is trademarked. Who knew? Or maybe they just wanted to change the name to Harrow deck. But so I think this bloodline focuses around that in like sort of divination powers and twisting fate. Uh, and that's pretty interesting. And then we have a... Um, 
the player who didn't announce what they were playing until we all got to the table is playing a human fighter. <laughs> and when they announced they were playing a human fighter, I was like, God damn it. My rat folk alchemist would have been so much better in this group. But now we've already started playing. So we have a fighter, a ranger, a rogue, and a sorcerer. Not your standard group of adventurers. <laughs> but I really like Skinner. I really like his interaction. I did my... If you've listened to Wheeler well through most of it, you've heard my orc voice before, and it's my voice of if you have big tusks, so I'm like, yes, how's everybody doing? Kind of like that. And that was really fun. Uh, really good interactions between the characters. It was a good group. And so the game starts out. Each one of us had our own little mini vignettes to start with where we sort of introduced our characters. And during each one of those vignettes, we came across a strange and mysterious Harrow card with an even more mysterious note on the back of it that said to meet at such and such a location at such and such a time. And I love that shit, man. I love the way Pathfinder Adventures start. So like they're not they're just like, get to it, get in there, get to the adventure. So, yeah. So we started off. We, uh, I, I had, my character had a little interaction with a, uh, goblin drug dealer named Poog that he had known from his troubled days. And yeah, so he cornered Poog in an alleyway cause there was a bounty, a small bounty out on Poog's head, like a five gold piece bounty. So he tracked down Poog, caught him in a, caught him in a dead end alley literally shook him down. Pooh tried to run between Skinner's legs, but I just grabbed him, picked him up, and I'm like, why does Pooh try to run? What does Pooh have on him? And just fucking shook Pooh until everything fell out of his pockets, which was a few gold, a few copper, and the tarot card. So yeah, that was the start of my adventure. And yeah, we, we, we all met up. Our characters sort of got to know each other, realized we had this common adversary in our past, and started the adventure. And it was awesome, man. It was it was really cool. I was I was well pleased. Uh and I think I think it'll be good. I don't know I don't know how long we're going to live. <laughs> I don't know how long we're gonna live with no healing. Currently, everyone is currently at full HP after a couple fights because we found one of the one of the guys we fought had three healing potions on him. So three of us had taken damage, drank those three. Those are all gone. So we're all at full, but still no healing to speak of at all. Yeah, it's 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 going to be a tough road to hoe, man. I mean, there are wands of cure light wounds. But even at low levels, those are really hard to use because it's like a DC 15 or 20. I think it's a DC 20 use magic device check to use a wand if that wand spell isn't on your spell list. And since nobody has a spell list that has cure light wounds on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even our sorcerer who has a high charisma, which is the stat tied to UMD use magic device and a rank in it. You know, I think he's got like a 
I don't even know if he put a point in it. No, he has it. Or he has. Sorry. Sorry for being an idiot. Uh, yeah, so he's got a, I think like a plus six. So he needs to roll a 14 or better anytime he wants to use a wand of cure light wounds, which that'll be fine out of combat, but there just won't be any in combat healing. Yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna suck. But we'll see. I think it's going to be fun. You know, the group went really well. It was cool meeting these folks actually in person. Um, our dungeon master was shorter than I was expecting. For whatever reason, I was picturing her as taller. <laughs> the other the other two guys were basically like how I envisioned. Uh, and I, yeah, I have no idea what they thought of me. I am a freak show, so that's cool. But yeah, all in all, it was a good session. We're playing again next Wednesday. So get back into the adventure. Don't lose the momentum. And I can't wait. You know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad I, I'm glad I stuck with it and just, we're going to see it through. Hopefully. I really, really like Skinner. I can't thank everybody enough for all the names you came up with. Each one of his weapons is named. His mom is named. His nickname. His birth name. Like, I was telling the group, I was like, yeah, I let a bunch of weirdos from the internet name my guy. And they're like, what? That's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so it was dope. It was a fun game. And I think this adventure path is going to be have a lot more role playing in general, just kind of baked into it than Rise of the Rune Lords. I think there'll be a lot more faction play. I think that's something our dungeon master Jay is looking to get into. In fact, to start off the game, she um, she went around the table, asked everybody what their charisma modifier was, and based on that, on our charisma modifier, we got to roll a different size die. So, for instance, my charisma modifier was a minus one. That's not Skinner's. That's not Skinner's go-to. Um, and so I got to roll a D4. And that's how many contacts we have in the city. And we get to use those contacts whenever we want. So if we meet an NPC, we could say... That's my contact, and here's how I know this person. And that's fucking awesome. That's really cool, especially for a new dungeon master. That's pretty ambitious. That's that's taking the reins off of the adventure some and letting it be a little more free-flowing and loose. And that's that's really cool. I, I burned one of my contacts right away um, by saying, yeah, Poog, he's one of my contacts. So she's like, God damn it, now Poog's got to come back because he... He was just supposed to be a, a throwaway NPC, but everyone sort of got into Poog, and we're like, oh yeah, Poog's coming back. She's like, okay, I'm going to stat him out. I'm like, yes! <laughs> but I have three more contacts. Our rogue, Penny, rolled an 8. So, uh, on a D8, because Penny has a higher charisma modifier. So Penny has 8 contacts in the city, which makes sense, because they're a rogue. And yeah, I just think that's really cool. A nice little touch that's not in the adventure that our dungeon master added in. And just good on her so much for doing that because it. I think it'll add a lot to the game. 
Uh, you know, we talk a lot about player engagement. That kind of stuff, in my opinion, really ramps up player engagement. I don't think that's just my opinion. That's a stupid thing to say. But anyway, that's it. That's uh, That was the first session report of Curse of the Crimson Thrones. I'll give it, yeah, I give it a big thumbs up. So let's talk about something that I don't give a thumbs up to. So there's a phrase that's kind of going around. I've noticed it more lately than I have before. And it's talking past each other. Uh, I just recently, the reason I'm talking about it now is because my best friend, uh, Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast, was kind enough to let me know that Biggest Geekest was talking about me and why they were too scared to play my messages. And so he gave me the timestamp so I don't have to listen to it. Um, the whole show, because our shows are forever long. But yeah, I, uh, I listened to it. And basically their excuse was that, well, they had two. One is that my messages pissed off Randy, even though, as he said, I was being even keeled. So that's a win in my court. <laughs> and then... They said that they decided not to because we were just talking past each other. And I've heard that expression before, not too long ago. I forget exactly where, but I just think that's such a dismissive comment. We're talking past each other. That's implying that the sides aren't understanding what each other is saying. It's implying that folks don't get what's going on, that you're just saying whatever and not listening to what the other side is saying. And it's just this way to be like, oh, no, this conversation isn't going anywhere because we're just talking past each other. I was not talking past Randy. I was specifically rebutting his comments. That's not talking past someone. That's how debates work. I, I, there's this, it seems to be talking past each other seems to imply that everyone has to agree on what you're talking about. That if you're disagreeing, you're talking past each other. And that's, that's not the case. Um, yeah, I just think it's, it's such, it's just like, oh, you don't, you don't get what we're actually talking about. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You're just talking past me. And in my case in particular, and I'm guessing in a lot of cases, that's just simply not the case. <laughs> that's not how debates work. So, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to get that out there because it was bugging me. And that term bugs me. I think it, it doesn't bug me as much as put a pin in it. That's maybe the worst expression that's come out of business lingo in the past a thousand years. Put a pin in it sucks. I hate it. It pisses me off every time someone says it. Uh, so now everyone's going to call in and tell me to put a pin in stuff. So <laughs> right on. But yeah, no, talking past each other. It's, it's, it's dismissive and it's weak. And yeah, I, I think it's not a useful term. Agreeing to disagree, that's fine. That is not the same thing. That's talking past each other. Agreeing to disagree posits that 
everyone understands each other and you just agree to disagree. That's great. Talking past each other posits that at least one side isn't understanding the conversation and is just saying words without listening to the other person. And that's bullshit and dismissive. And you shouldn't say it because <laughs> it's not good or valid in most cases. There, I, there are times when people are having an argument and neither side is listening to each other and they're just screaming at each other. That is a true fact. That is a thing that happens. That's not what was going on in this case. That's not what was going on in the last time I heard it. Yeah, it, it seems, like I said before, if, if you disagree with someone and you rebut their points with other valid points, instead of them responding to those points, because maybe they can't, because maybe there's no good response other than to be like, oh, you're right, I was wrong. You just say, instead of saying I was wrong, you just say, oh, we're talking past each other. And that's soft. That is very, very soft. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's it, folks. Um, yeah, I have some really, really smart call-ins from Carl Rodriguez that I'm going to play here in a couple days. I just wanted a little more time before I got back to the call-ins. I got, I think I have some other messages from Jason too. So I will be putting out another episode full of, full of interesting people talking and then I'll be responding and hopefully, hopefully we won't talk past each other. <laughs> anyway, everybody, I love you all. I hope you have a wonderful day and until next time, peace out.